All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. I'm Calvin. That guy right there is Garland. And we are back with another sports podcast. Man, this is our bread and butter. I, I'm, I'm liking this day. This is the most comfortable that I feel. And we we starting to get into our flow. You know, I, I, I like this. Anyway, what's going on, sir? I'm like magic coming down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, things are good, bro. Uh, can't complain. Uh, shout out to the crackhead who broke my window at work the, uh, the other day. He was talking to Calvin about that, but it didn't stop the flow uh, and all. But, um, yeah, man, feeling good on a Saturday. Can't complain. Yeah, man, I told you. So uh, we were talking about it, and I told him how the uh, crackhead, well, I don't even know if it's a crackhead. <laughs> Somebody broke into my car, and but the door must have been unlocked, and they took the change. It probably $2 at the most of change, but they left all the shit sitting all over That's the what seat they as did if to me. say, lock your door. Like, dang, you don't want nobody. Yeah. Luckily, I don't keep anything in the car of any real value. But I had a, um, so my rear view camera in my old car was just a, uh aftermarket unit. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't connected to the car. They didn't take that. They ain't so. I was just like, I was fortunate. That's how they But the man. door was unlocked. So I make sure the doors are locked now. But I guess that don't, don't stop them if they really want to that, get in. That's how so, they did me, broke the glass. And uh, I had a coat laying on the floor. They left that cleared out, you know, took all, everything that was uh, hidden out, laid it on the seat, and they beat me for about two, $2.50, $2.50, $3 worth of uh, quarters just for some meetings and stuff. So. I would have taken the coat just for GP. Yeah, See, that's, that's got to make you mad. You'd be like, so what you, so not only did you my break in my shit, good. but you said my coat ain't in style? Like, what the fuck? So, oh, oh, so, so you don't fuck with you don't fuck with lambskins no more. Right. That's your, your, so y'all don't wear them no more. They ain't right? want the Pelly Pelly. I'm like, you ain't want this Pelly Pelly? This eight ball jacket that's laying That was about to say, they probably told their friend, man, all he had was an eight ball jacket and ain't nobody wearing them no more. Like, yeah, you ain't want my eight ball? Y'all playing games. Eight balls used to was smoking back in the day. Yeah, they was. They was probably looking for the puff leather. The right. puff leather was my joint, y'all. Right. Little puff with, puff with a little hood on it. Then you need you doing yeah, something. You got the little three quarter puff, and that's when the landscape is out the chocolate lands, the, chocolate the gray lands. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't want my pelly pelly, so that's all good. They ain't want the hell he's looking for that. They was looking for that Nike Tech gear. Speaking of Nike Tech, I was going to buy some Nike Tech one time, uh-huh. and I saw it said two hundred dollars, and I was like, all right, well, two hundred dollars for a sweatsuit. I guess that might be the going rate. Right. That was just for the jacket, the pants. Was another like one twenty five. I was like, oh no! Wow. I said, let me go. Let me go to Walmart and get this Russell. Walmart right. got the uh, knockoff Reebok now. Too, they did. So, okay. You know I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey. Champion. Like Garland said, you want some financial advice? You know what I mean. Holler at your boy because I can tell you, get go to Walmart, get one of them great value sweatsuits. They work just as well. Financial planning from Calvin Coates. I keep on telling y'all. Couple episodes we talked about this financial planning from Calvin Coates. You ain't know now. You hey, know man, what we got going on today? 
<laughs> Bro, let's get it to it. You know, uh, the NFL, even though it's supposed to be the offseason, the NFL season never ends. And so, man, you know, we're going to talk about uh, last night, big trade after we had already solidified what we we're going to talk about. Had to go back in and throw it in the notes, uh, talking about the Bears trade. And uh, we're going to talk about the franchise tag and Lamar and you know, it's a lot of different opinions out there, and I'm sure y'all want to hear ours. And so we're going to dive deep into that. Your boy, Ja, he about to fumble the bag, Ja Morant. So we're going to talk about old boy and a couple of things that he goes on, that's going on with him. Your boy, KD3, look like he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. And a blast from the pl- from the past, Sean Kemp. We're going to talk a little bit about Kemp Rainman. That was his nickname, Rain Rainman. So we're going to talk a little bit about Rainman. We ain't talking the movie. And then we're going to close up with some come on, yo. And so let's go ahead and talk about the NFL uh, trade. Uh, as reported by Adam Schefter, the Chicago Bears are trading the number one pick in the 2023 draft to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for four draft picks and wide receiver DJ Moore. The Bears will receive Carolina's first round selection at number nine, the 61st pick, which is a late second round, a 2024 first round selection in a 2025 second round pick. This trade will have major implications on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Just any initial thoughts about that? I, maybe we could save it when we get into Lamar and talk about this, because uh, I know this was one of the teams that I was considering that would be in the Lamar sweepstakes. Well, I, I mean, I'm not even thinking about Lamar. I'm just like, Carolina, what are you doing? They want, like, that, they want <laughs> that number one pick. <laughs> That's, they they gave up. I know Chicago. Did Chicago wear a mask and point a twenty-two at you or something? Because Chicago straight manhandled them. Maybe they had I mean, Otis Perry uh, doing that. Maybe Otis something. I mean, the draft picks are one thing, Duda. but DJ Moore also. Duda made a <laughs> like, deal. <laughs> DJ Moore is not a bad receiver. Uh-huh. He just didn't have any quarterbacks in Carolina. And even the ones that he had, he played very well. DJ Moore also? I know. So I know the Lions, the Vikings, and especially the Packers are like, what the fuck? So now y'all done put Chicago as a contender in the division now. It, all, all, all they have to do now, just the quarterback just needs to stay healthy. And, you know, he's like Lamar Light, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And he can play, he can throw. He needed a receiver because Chase Claypool didn't uh, right. pan out yeah. for him in that midseason trade. Right. But, yeah, Carolina, what are you doing? Like, I don't know if they're tanking for Lamar or if they're just tanking because they don't like to be in Carolina. Do they want to move the franchise somewhere? Like, what is going on? It's a, it's, a it's a definitely a bold move for a team who actually surprisingly played well last year and was in yes. the hunt for the NFC South. But they're saying, hey, one of those top three, four quarterbacks in the draft, someone we want. We got a quarterback guru and Frank Reich. Uh, and, you know, we want to get someone and develop. Um, and they had drafted a couple yeah. quarterbacks. So, you know, hey, we'll see what happens. I hope it's but, worth it because that they they gave up. They literally gave up the future. Now, if, but like, and like I said, mm-hmm. the draft picks are one thing, but when you give up DJ Moore on top of that, they must be going all draft uh, this this season. Sure. They yeah, have to maybe this is draft. a total rebuild. I mean, I think it's, yeah. to me, it's saying that hey, you know, we find more value in the draft, and if that number one pick is worth that much, how much is Lamar worth? So let's keep on talking. All right, uh, the Saints they signed Derek Carr. And uh, Seattle signed Geno Smith to multiple-year deals. And so 
there was a big opening there. Uh, it was rumored that Carr might have been going to the uh, Jets, but uh, he did not. He wound up signing with the Saints, and Geno uh, winds up getting that extension with the Seahawks. And so uh, what seemed like a stopgap last season is actually turned out to be going to be their starting quarterback, at least for the next couple of years. Uh, and the Giants on Tuesday, they signed quarterback Daniel Jones to a four-year contract. His deal is worth $160 million with $82 million guaranteed at signing. The deal includes up to $35 million in incentives. That was also a big deal. Uh, the Giants wound up uh, tagging another one of their best players, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Danny Dimes, uh, he earned an additional contract, and you know maybe that's more so due to uh, the other Bryant, uh, Dayball, as opposed to uh, Danny Dimes and all. And so uh, any quick thoughts about that uh, signing? Yeah, I think, well, actually for all the signings, I think they were good for all parties. Um, definitely that Saints signing. So Derek Carr was rumored to go to um, Jets, as you mentioned. But as soon as they rumored that, I was like, is he kidding me? Why not mm -hmm. go to the NFC South, who none of the teams have a quarterback? Right. You can go to the NFC South with the Saints team that has a good defense. You have a Chris Olave. Um, you still have Kamara. I don't know if Kamara, you know, he got to go to court and then you know, right. we'll see what happens. There. Going but you still have a decent team. They just need a quarterback and you can easily mm -hmm. win that division. So that was a good move for him. Good move for the Saints. Danny Dimes earned that money. He um, he definitely earned it. He played well last year. And like you said, Dayball was probably like, you know, no need to mess with this you know we were in the running we made the playoffs we were you know so they they did well so yeah all good signings all good um, signings. not mad at it the only well we'll talk about lamar yeah, so the only, lamar, there's man. a connection there's a connection for me with danny dimes and lamar yeah definitely all right uh also according to dan graziano of espn the jets have had conversations with the packers and quarterback aaron Rodgers this week regarding potential trade of the four-time mvp to the Jets, according to sources, a contingent of Jet team officials, including the owner, Woody Johnson, general manager, Joe, Doug, Joe Douglas, head coach, Robert Sala, and offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, flew to California on Tuesday to meet in person with Rodgers, and it's unclear whether the meeting will ultimately result in a trade. And so um, what do you think is going to be the future of Rodgers there? I mean, they're, they're putting on the full court press. Uh, I've heard some rumors that uh, because Miami cleared a lot of um, cap space as well, they did some maneuvering with uh, players' salaries there, that maybe Miami is also in the mix for Rodgers as well. And so uh, do you think Rodgers is going to stay out there in Green Bay or is he going to go ahead and go to New York? So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I just – why not get you you're at the end of your career why not just go somewhere else and see what you can do you know what what more are you going to be able to do in green bay because green bay is definitely in rebuilding mode he's sure. the only thing that's really not rebuilding there um all the receivers are pretty new rookie receivers they did have uh lazard i think uh lazard has been moved this year i don't think he signed his um i don't think he signed i think he's yeah he's free agent, agent now mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean what's the harm you 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 carved out a legacy in Green Bay that'll never be denied. You're not being forced out. You know, you can do it on your own terms. So, yeah, why not Why not move on? Um, the Jets would be a great spot to move on. The Jets are ready to win now. Um, their, only, their only issue would be the Bills. And we saw with the Bills last year that they can definitely be beat mm -hmm. um, with a good defense. Um, so, yeah, why not go to the Jets? You know, I, I, I can see that happening and, you know, play well. 
Miami, I, I don't think Miami is built for a quarterback like Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh my God. Like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just don't think they're built for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. With all the speed that they have on the field, they need a guy that can also scramble. And Aaron Rodgers can scramble, but Tua actually moves. And you know? I just right. think they need a little more of a flexible quarterback. Now, when it comes to accuracy, he would be killer for Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and Gasecki, he'd be killer for them. But I just don't think he fits in their scheme. But you never, you never know. They, you know, they were thinking about Tom Brady, and I think Aaron Rodgers is more mobile than Tom Brady. So you just never know. Right. But I, I would pick the Jets if I were him. Yeah, I, w- I always say, you know, um, and I think I said it last week when we talked about Aaron Rodgers. You know, playing in New York is a different deal than playing in Green Bay in terms of the media scrutiny. And so I'm sure that has to weigh heavily. I mean, I yes, I know he's been the face of the league. He's been a multiple M- MVP. But that New York media pressure is a whole different thing. And, yeah, you know, these going on these <laughs> darkness retreats and taking ayahuasca and all this up. They call him Ayahuasca Aaron now. And so, you know, doing all these weird things, and, you know, you Hopefully you will be ready. If you're going to go to New York, you got to be ready for that. Um, Miami, that's an interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, hey. It really is. It's always interesting for Florida because there's no state income tax. And so that money is your money. And uh, going down there to play with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and having them weapons, Gasecki. I mean, that that might do a little something to boost your second or your final couple years in the league. I mean, I, I would feel pretty good about that playing in warm weather. See, I don't think they should weapons. want him. That's that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think they should want him. Like, it's, it's not him. I think it's them. I right. don't think they should want him. But, and they also have Mostar. Mostar is speedy, yeah. too, um, in yeah. the backfield. So, yeah. That's, 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 yeah. That's that a would lot be of interesting. That would be very interesting. Now that I think about it, that'd probably be really, really that interesting. Would All they would need is a, just a halfway decent offensive line, which they do have that's now. Right. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be dangerous. Be interesting. And I want them to get in there because maybe it takes Lamar out of the picture in Miami. So we'll see. But although Miami just picked up the fifth-year option for Tua, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it could have an impact as well. And so let's talk about the franchise tag. On Tuesday, teams were eligible to place the franchise tag on any player that is scheduled to become unrestricted free agent. Six players received the non-exclusive tag this season, uh, Saquon Barkley for the Giants, Tony Pollitt for the Cowboys, uh, Evan Ingram for the Jaguars, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, uh, Deron Payne for the Commanders, and of course our boy Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. The non-exclusive tag allows players to sign offer sheets from another team, which their current team has five days to match or receive two first-round picks as compensation. And so as expected, Lamar was tagged by the Ravens, but unexpectedly received the non-exclusive tag. Uh, which will pay him about $32.5 million this year if he signs it. As reported by Jamison Hemsley of uh, ESPN, Baltimore and Jackson, who does not have an agent and is representing himself, have been unable to reach a long-term deal since he became eligible for a contract extension over two years ago. So it's just told ESPN last year that Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal like the one given to Deshaun Watson last year by the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore is doing so because the team considers the Watson deal an outlier. There has been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has become designated with the franchise tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. 
We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens, General Manager Eric Acosta said in a statement. Now under the franchise tag, the Ravens and Jackson have until July 17th to work out a long-term deal. If an agreement is not reached by the NFL-mandated deadline, a new deal can't be signed until after the season. And so this move by the Ravens has set off a firestorm of opinions, Calvin, and allowed us as one of possible collusion uh, amongst NFL owners not to sign Jackson because many of the teams needing a quarterback have already indicated they have no interest in pursuing Jackson. And so the first question is, do you think the Ravens made the right decision? <sighs> so initially, um, we wanted the well. It was exclusive and non-exclusive. Yeah, but yeah. I think we both said exclusive. If we, we, we talked yeah, about we it uh, over the last couple of weeks, we said exclusive tag. You know, your your opinion changes after you hear details, and then of course after you listen to other people's opinions. Um, so it's either a very very shrewd move on the Ravens' behalf, or it's just they don't want they don't want Lamar Jackson. So, um. I think it's a good move that the Ravens did because what they're doing now essentially is putting the negotiations in someone else's hands. They're basically mm -hmm. saying, we've tried to give you everything that we think you're worth and we're not, it's just not getting there. So let's see what the other teams can offer you. You know what I mean? Maybe you can negotiate something with another team and we can look at it and say, fine, we'll go ahead and match that because there's something missing. We can't, we can't come to an agreement. Let's see if you can come to an agreement and we'll see what that agreement is. Now, of course, the chance you're taking is that that agreement could be out of your price range because I believe another reason they put the non-exclusive tag on them was to save that uh, $12 million, $10 million right. from the cap. Uh, 45. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and they needed that money clearly um so they're trying to save as much money as they can so I, I think it's actually a good business move um it may not necessarily be a good roster move because you're taking the chance of losing arguably well not arguably definitely the best quarterback you've ever had and arguably one of the top five players in the nfl um so it's it's you're taking a chance there, but it's a good business move. Just a, a a big chance as far as a roster move for the Ravens, a player personnel move. I definitely think because uh, I, I was exclusive tag as well, because I was and I think we both have been saying they have to control the the haul that they're going to get back in the trade. You just can't put them out there just for two ones. I mean, we just saw what a number one draft pick was worth. It was worth at least four picks in one player. Uh, yes. We saw what uh, Russell Wilson was worth. He was worth at least multiple years of picks in several players. And so the whole thing of having the exclusive tag was the Ravens can control what they can get back, just not two number ones. Um, in hindsight, though, it, it is a gamble, but I think it's a good gamble because it allows them to really say, hey, look, you know, yeah, like you said, go out and see what people are going to give you. Go out and see if someone is going to give you a fully guaranteed. And I think the thing is, hey, they have the hammer to say we're matching. I, I, they have the choice to say, yeah, we, we're going to, um, you know, keep you when we want to keep you. And so I think it was shrewd in the sense of, one, they're doing it at a lower number. 
helps them with their cap. <clears throat> and then two, I think it also helps maybe move along the negotiation because they became stuck. And if, okay, I put you at 45 and we, it's not going to move the needle, then what are we doing? And I think this kind of helps move the needle in the uh, negotiation. Now, didn't Lamar make the right choice by not accepting the Ravens offer before the tag? And um, I'll say this. Um, I, I still question, I, I'm not a big over-the-head beater with he has to have an agent. I think an agent is important. I think an agent could probably greatly assist him right now. But I don't know if he accurately has read the market. And I think that is what is hurting him in the sense his mind, I, well, I don't know Lamar. I, I heard he, he listens to the show. But <laughs> his mind <laughs> is, from what all reports are reporting, is that he wants a guaranteed deal. He wants the same deal or a better deal than what Deshaun Watson got. And that's not what the market is saying. The two deals after Watson's deal, um, uh, uh, um, Kyle Murray, little man, and Russell Wilson, they were not fully guaranteed deals. And the deals we're going to see with uh, Gino and with Derek Carr were not fully guaranteed deals. I don't think Burrow, I don't think um, the Chargers quarterback, they're not going to get fully guaranteed deals. And so I, I don't know if Lamar is really reading the mar reading the market right. I mean, it's the same thing of what happened this season. He bet on himself, and that bet just it didn't he didn't win that bet at the end of the season. Getting injured, missing those amount of games, not being there for the playoffs, he lost his leverage. And I just don't I, I'm not sure if he's reading the market well. What's your thought? So um, I, I don't want to say that, and, and the reason I'm not going to commit to saying that he wants a fully guaranteed deal is because that's what we hear, but we've also heard that heard Stephen his A. camp called Stephen A. and said we did not ask for fully guaranteed. How come he But I do us? believe, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think we were busy at the time. We I think we were at CIAA when that yeah, was Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, have a couple missed calls. Yeah, I had. A, yeah, it was. Yeah, I wasn't getting good signals in in, in, the, uh, in the arena. So yeah, maybe that was it. But um, I do think he he asked for definitely about as much, if not close to, um, the money of Deshaun Watson. Now, when when you say you don't ask for fully guaranteed, we can take that as a grain of salt because he could have asked for three hundred million and not ask for fully guaranteed, but wanted. 250 guarantee, you know what right, I mean? So right, you right. got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Um, <clears throat> it's really hard to say, you know, time will tell if he made the right move. The, uh, the issue that the Ravens are going to have now and another, you know, another problem is that Lamar doesn't have to sign anything until week right. 10 of the season. So it's, you know, I just, it's hard to say with Lamar, um, you know, you're ha the Ravens are being handcuffed now because now you're going into free agency next week. And these guys, these free agent wide receivers that I'm sure you're going to be talking to are going to be like, well, who's your quarterback? Yeah. Like you, we, we don't bet. even have a quarterback. Right. Um, you know, is it, is it Tyler Huntley? Is it 
Anthony Brown? Is it somebody else? Like, who's your quarterback? Right. Um, and then you you may go into the draft saying, "Do I need to draft a quarterback?" You know what I mean? Like, it's just, so it's it's so it's so difficult. Um, I think on both ends, it's just a risk. Now, at the end of the day, Lamar is going to get some money, and for most of us, we're like. Oh, well, he's going to get paid within the next two, three years. He's going to get what he wants, whether it's from the Ravens or whether it's from another team. He's going to get what he wants or something very close to what he wants because you can only franchise him twice. Um, so he'll still be under 30 years old right. with the opportunity to make the most money that he could the most money that anyone could possibly make in the NFL. So we just you just never know. But I just hate that. He's the face of this, what we think is an owner stand to say, hey, we're, we're standing against fully guaranteed contracts. Um, even agents, we're standing against guys negotiating with our agents. You know, right. I just I hate the fact that he may become the poster child. He may become the Colin Kaepernick of salaries where they just I mean, you know what I mean? Like me with a chip. Yeah. They just they taking a stand against them, and you know the fans are taking a stand against them and everything. Um, we were at the uh, city championship game. City, go city, city yeah, twenty eight no Thursday night. Yeah, you were, you was having Maryland a ball. I'm like Cal. I wish I went to city Northwestern clothes. Yeah, I saw you with all your uh, Brandon, city people. Man, Brandon Scott went. Wish he went to city too. That's I saw a whole different, yeah, like, that's a whole different story. You need to sit down. <laughs> But we were there and we, you know, just randomly talking. And there were a few of us. One guy said it. He was like, if the Ravens give up Lamar. And we were all like, the Ravens are really testing my loyalty and yeah. fandom. And it's funny. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. It's like, I love my Ravens. But if Lamar leaves, I'm considering following Lamar. You know what I mean? Right. Now, I'm still going to be a fan of his either way, unless he goes to the Steelers. Right. I'm still going to be a fan of his either way. But it's one of them things where I don't know what side to take, man. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I feel the same way. You know, it's interesting. I, I was reading an article on Google Sports where they interviewed three sports agents. I'm not sure if you saw that article. And in the article that uh, the agents were talking about, you know, their interpretation of what was going on between the Ravens and Lamar. And basically what they were really saying is, is that the agent is the person who takes all of the flack in between that handles the relationship. And they have a way of figuring out how you can structure guarantees and give money up front and do these different things and that they're doing a lot of work at the combine. They don't, I had, I didn't hear any reports of Lamar at the combine talking, you know, trying to talk to teams because he's his own rep. And so I'm sure he could do that, you know, or, you know, um, and so I, I just think that I, I, I wish it was just something that it would just, it was so easy to do. And obviously, you know, there's a sticking point. Somebody is saying, I I want this and the other person is saying no. And so we're going to have to see where it goes. But do you think the owners are colluding against Lamar? Now, this is this is the this has been the firestorm, you know, because we blackety black, you know, we're all things black. OK, and so do you think that the owners are colluding against Lamar? I'll just so I'll just say this and and 
let me not shy away from it because last week I absolutely said it when we talked about it right. earlier this week um, on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I absolutely said that they are, and I've posted that they are. Um, but let me just say it like this. Atlanta Falcons went after Deshaun Watson and didn't mm-hmm. get him. You got a chance at Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins have questions about Tua, but they decided they're not going to do it, and they decided to re-sign Tua. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers could have given up two first-round picks True. to jump into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Right. They decided to give up four and a wide receiver. Right. I mean, right. Listen, true. I'm not. I'm not saying that they are collude, but uh, you, I present you with the evidence. You come to your own conclusions. I'm just they doing something, and it, and it rhymes with illusion. <laughs> I mean, man, it's just it's something I, it, it, it rhymes with contusion. And uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but now here's the thing. So, what I do understand is a lot of these teams could be waiting till after the draft because um, that first round pick that you have to give up is this year's pick. And if you wait till after the draft, some of the teams that don't have a first round pick. You can um, wait till after the draft, and I think Miami is in that situation. So let me pull Miami. Well, Miami back doesn't. From that. Yeah, Miami doesn't have a first round this year. Right. A, so once the draft is game. over, then they can negotiate with Lamar, and because they can offer next year's first round pick. So you know, maybe some teams are waiting till after the draft. Maybe they're waiting to see how their the rest of their roster shapes out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, what I mean, maybe they're doing all of that. Then they're gonna go after Lamar. So it's definitely not over. But to just publicly come out and say like why like why are you giving us this information why are you coming out publicly right now the day he gets the tag and say oh we're not going after him. like why that's information no one really needed to yeah. know you know yeah. I, I mean because if you do start negotiate with him then you just look like you're alive like i just it's it's just it's like the owners against lamar's wishes, you know what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. want to say against Lamar, but against his contract negotiations. Now, I will also say this, um, and you said, did Lamar make the right decision? That franchise tag, that non-exclusive is giving him, what, $35 million this season? 32. 32. Danny Dimes just signed for $40 million this season. Yes. There's absolutely no way Lamar Jackson is going to play for the Ravens for less than what Danny Dimes has signed for this year. There's absolutely no way. And if he mm-hmm. does, I'm going to be upset with him. There's right. no way you you take the field playing for less. Now, does that mean if no one offers you anything, the Ravens going to have to put that offer back on the table? I'm sure they will. You know, they're going to have to negotiate with him again. But you can't play for less than Danny mm-hmm. Dimes after signing. You play for less than Danny Dimes on your rookie contract if that's what it dictated. Sure. But after he just signed the contract – there's no way you play for less than him. No way. Well, no he's going to have to do something because if he does not sign that uh, franchise offer by, like you said, week 10, and okay. he sits out the whole season, then the Ravens can franchise him again next year. And so it still right. does not give him his freedom. And so he's going. they're going to have to come to something. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I don't – yeah, I, I think the owners have made – Had they did they have a formal meeting? 
and talk about it because you know they have meetings and we don't know about it. They were all at did the combine. Have, did they have a meeting and say, "Look, well, we got nobody to go after Lamar because you know don't send me no emails. This is just us talking. Don't nobody come go after Lamar, and we can't have these guaranteed contracts." Possibly, there's a strong possibility that that happened. Um, I think that there, when the owners get their mind to it that, okay, we've got to control a trend that's happening in the league and we got to unite in terms of what we do. They always seem to pull it together. Uh, free agency, they fought it for so long. And then, you know, the cost of contracts coming up with a salary cap and, uh, you know, being able to keep your players coming up with franchise tag, they've always come up with a way to, control salary or control player movement when they've wanted to. And so I definitely believe that there is a idea that, hey, why should we do all this work to do an offer sheet for Lamar, do all this work for the Ravens? Because I believe the Ravens have effectively put it out there in their interpretation to the media of we've been trying, we're going at Lamar's pace, we love Lamar, I text Lamar all the time. And so the Ravens have put it out there that, like, hey, look, whatever y'all going to do, we're going to match it. So why are we going to do this work? Because all the Ravens are going to do is just go, oh, okay, uh, that's, a, that's a good number, boom, 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 because we're not going to give a guaranteed deal. And so the best we can give, this is the best. If the Ravens see it, they're going to go, oh, okay, that's the best two we can do. Bam. And so I, I think that I think we're going to see an offer because next Wednesday they can start making offers and Lamar can start talking to teams. And so I think, you know, you're always going to have a team or two that's going to take a, a, a swing at it. But, a road team. Yeah, a, team a road that's team. Going yeah. to go against the grain. You're always going to have a team that go. As a matter of fact, let's talk about this. What, what te- which teams do you think these road teams are going to make an offer? Uh, the Washington Commanders, number one. Well, they're in such a, such a state of influx with their uh, owner. That's but the if, only thing if, I'm concerned about, too, is yeah, like... Eh, if, it, they, if they didn't have all the issues going on with Dan Snyder, they would absolutely they would be, in on it. be going after Lamar. They, they would not care what anyone said. Um, so... I would have said Jerry Jones because there's always been a question about how he feels about oh, wow. Dak Prescott. Okay. Um, always been a question about that. I wouldn't be surprised if, if at any time Jerry Jones didn't say, "You want to trade me, Lamar, for Dak?" I, I would do it. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. It's always a, he he comes out publicly and says he likes him, but there's always been a question mm-hmm. about how he feels about Dak Prescott. Um, I definitely think the Dolphins may be in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a Lamar Jackson on the field with Tyreek and. Jalen Waddle and most are. We talked about Aaron Rodgers there. Think about getting Lamar Jackson there. Um, that makes them immediate contenders. Um, I don't see why the Jets wouldn't want to. Um, so the only rogue team for me would be the – oh, I got one more rogue team. So the Dolphins, the uh, Commanders, and the only other rogue team would be the goddamn San Francisco 49 I've seen it. I don't believe they have a first-round pick, so they, they also have to wait till after the draft. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Lamar Jackson with McCaffrey, with Debo, with Kyle Shanahan, and that defense? And, oh. and, and you didn't say nothing about Kittle. Oh, my God. I, I got, completely forgot about Kittle. Come on. Yeah. 
come on. Yeah, that that would be <laughs> really, really, really. But they they got Purdy out there. If they don't let Purdy go ahead and play, white people gonna lose their mind because uh, they already I, giving I Purdy the job when he don't necessarily deserve it. Purdy, only reason why Purdy played was because both of your starters got injured. That's the only reason why Purdy got on the field. And I think if I think if you're trading for a Lamar Jackson, I think the fans would get over that. If, it would be get different. Over that? If it, yeah, if it's Lamar Jackson, they get over it. I, if it was just anybody random, then yeah, they would be upset. But I think they would be like Purdy for Lamar Jackson. I will take that all day. If you put that on Madden, your percentage of getting that trade is one hundred percent. You will get. <laughs> if you're the 49ers, you might not get Jackson. But you did but, take a poll of the regular fan. They'd be like, like, no, we love Purdy. Don't love him that much. If he didn't hurt his arm in that playoff game against the Eagles, we would have been in the Super Bowl. They don't love him that much. Lamar Jackson, bro, well, a, a 25-year-old MVP. Sorely should have been starting over Lamar. <laughs> That's because. Baltimore, we're so we're so spoiled with 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 our team. Like, we just, I just there's more Trace McSorley jerseys at the game. What? Once again, so Ravens fans, one more time. Lamar Jackson is by far the best quarterback the organization has ever had. There's no one even close. Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. They're still not on Lamar's level. It's not even close. I agree. I, w- <laughs> I would say if I these are the teams that I had listed, the Colts, the Texans, the Jets, the Falcons. Now that the Panthers made that trade, I take them off the list. Raiders I had on the list, but they really don't have any money. Um, and, you know, they can't even fire their coach because they can't pay him the buyout. And so I, I'm not quite sure if they have the money or the picks to want to do that. I have the commanders on the list. I think if, like, I agree with you, if um, Snyder was not the owner and Jeff Bezos was the owner, because I know Jeff Bezos oh. wants to buy that team. Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, my God. It would have, yeah, Jay-Z would have been like, it's no more time for kneeling. Come on over here. Come when, on. Come when on, can Lamar. They, they? Lamar can start negotiating on Wednesday. I think it yeah. is right. Yeah, he can on start Wednesday. on on Easy Wednesday after right exactly Beyonce, Wednesday like afternoon. This. He would be seeing a tweet from Lamar Jackson just like <laughs> that. Like, like are you kidding With me? With a chain talking about his his chaining day. <laughs> you would see an Amazon <laughs> truck go up to M&T Bank Stadium, and they'd be or, or down to the. Uh, down to the the trader facility, and they be throwing Lamar stuff in there to deliver <laughs> to DC. <laughs> what are you kidding me? That shit would be Amazon Prime Prime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think I think Wednesday. I mean, I think we're gonna. I think Lamar is going to get an offer too. You got to. You got to kick the tire. If you're the Colts, you got to kick the tires. If you're the Texans, you got two first round picks this season that. You got the second, and I think they got the tenth or the eleventh pick. You got two first rounds, and you know, and that's all the compensation so, you got to give up. 
And now the question is with that, if any team does try, does Lamar want to go to that team? So Lamar also has to agree to this contract. Well, yeah, I mean, um, they have to negotiate. So with him. do you think he will want to go to the Texans? See, I don't think he will want to go to a team like the Texans, um, the Colts. Uh, you know, you yeah, go that, to the Colts, the you're kind of going you're to. starting over. You go you're going to the, the Texans, yeah. going to the Colts. You're yeah, not, you're they, not a playoff contender. You're not improving on what you already have. Right. Um, so those did, did now, Jets would be interesting. The Jets would be interesting. Washington would be interesting. Um, Falcons a too. Would be. A lot of people oh, want him Falcons to go to Atlanta. Absolutely. A lot. I, all the talk is about Atlanta. Atlanta could do this. They could put a lot in the first year. Um, but it's going to come down to how much they can guarantee how much money they're going to give. And I think that's going to be the sticking point for Atlanta. Um, and also, that's another situation. Outside, uh, name a starting receiver on Atlanta. Well, no, you got the uh, the rookie boy. He was a rookie last year. And then you got Kyle Pitts. The, he'll be the third-year okay. tight end there. That Kyle Pitts, been but you can't name that, the rookie boy. A superstar. Boy. <laughs> but what's the uh, the rookie boy? He was a rookie <laughs> last year. Jeez. Exactly. Not Alave. Um, Alave. No. Who'd you say? Now, I said exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Exactly. I did just make I did just make your point, didn't I? <laughs> exactly. What I said, who, they do who's have, the running back? Uh, dad, another rookie boy. <laughs> exactly. But, but, you, but you still got my, my guy, Cordell. Cordell's still up in there. Yeah, Cordell's old, there. But old, Cordell, old Cordell old is, is like, still there. I don't know. He's the last a whole season. And so... But yeah. no, Atlanta actually has a, a pretty decent offense. They, just they have a decent offense. The defense played well. I mean, but you, there's no names on that team. I mean, they just got a bunch of guys. They don't have no dudes. And so it, these guys are a nice young rookie. I think he could take it. Well, let me back up. The one thing that makes Atlanta attractive um, is not necessarily just the players, but it's also the division. The NFC South is there for the taking. We talked sure. about it earlier with sure. David Card. So it's just there for the taking. Um, he could go there and dominate. He wouldn't have to worry about Bengals twice a year, Steelers mm-hmm. twice a year, upcoming Browns twice a year. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about those teams. You go down there, you're playing a Tampa Bay team without a quarterback, a Carolina team that's clearly in rebuild mode, a Saints team that now has Derek Carr, but he's much better than Carr. So, mm-hmm. you know, just that's really your only competition. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see. But I do think a team is going to – some somebody's going to have to – negotiate with him somebody's going to make an offer someone's going to have to if if they don't there's going to be some investigation right. by the players somebody, association somebody will throw out something no one and yeah, someone i don't think it'll be a deal that he wants to take yeah somebody had to do something. Hopefully, hopefully not well no actually i want him to take a deal um, so because I don't want him to have to play under the franchise tag i want him to take a deal so the ravens can match it i just want him to be a raven but I need him to take a deal and I need the Ravens to match that deal. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. want him to take it. I don't want him to sit out until week 10. I don't want, you know, I want right. him you don't to some want training to be camp. a Raven. You want him in there. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Exactly. And so what are the chances now that we're here? What are the chances that you think he's going to return? What are the chances you think he's going? <laughs> I have two answers. Mm-hmm. My head says the chances of him willingly playing for the Ravens again uh my head says it's 50-50 I, okay. I really can't call okay. it my heart mm-hmm. says it's zero 
I, um, if, and, and I'll be very honest. If I were in Lamar's camp, I would literally say to him, you know, if you under the rules, if you have to go back to the team, but get out of Baltimore, man, just get out of there. Like go somewhere that not only does the organization, but the fans just really, really want you. Because one of the things that really kills me, and it has to kill him if he goes online under any media website with his name on it, the fans just hate Lamar Jackson. Now, when you're looking at things, the negative is always going to stick out. So I'm sure most of the fans want Lamar Jackson to stay, but the ones that don't, it gets so personal. Like, get your mama out of your negotiations or you mm-hmm. aren't that good anyway. Like we don't need you. And it's, it's just stuff like, man, all this guy has done is played well, stayed loyal, stayed out of trouble, which is a big deal. I just love Baltimore. And now that he's in negotiation, y'all want to vilify that man. Negotiations are negotiations. It's, it's a business, you know, and it gets ugly sometimes. But if I was in this camp, I would probably tell him to try to go somewhere else, demand a trade if you can. I think it's a 60% chance he's gone. I, I I think if the Ravens, I think one of two things. I think if he gets a great offer sheet and the Ravens like that comp- compensation coming from it, I think they go ahead and don't sign. I think, you know, they go ahead and say, go ahead, give us the compensation. I think if they don't get the, and this is going to have to be done before the draft. Now, after the draft, leading up to July 17th, if they get a great offer with a great package for him, I think they take it. And I I think it has to be a knockdown package with players, with picks, because they value picks. Just you know, more than probably any they other team, picks, they value man. picks. I think this is the first season they did not get any comp picks. Um, they don't have a second rounder because they they traded that for Roquan Smith, and, and EDC so, whined about that. Yeah, he the yeah they were upset about the not having gracious. the picks, and so you know, I think yeah, sixty percent. There's a sixty percent chance that if they get a great opportunity they the 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 haul the return is good for them they're going to go ahead and take the take the haul and move them. um and the hall's also got to give them an opportunity to get the quarterback for the future and so that's why i think they want to see what happens before the draft because there are at least four or five quarterbacks in this draft that they can take sit a year work on and then play in year two we might get a transition quarterback hello baker mayfield uh, we might start seeing a lot of progressive commercials here in Baltimore. Gonna, so, have, if we get Baker Mayfield, I'm gonna have to uh, eat so much crow because I have been on Baker Mayfield. Hello, Baker. Baker gonna be dancing like, uh, 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 uh. you talk about a scramble, coke scramble. Well, he gonna be dancing hard. We- Baltimore, I mean, we don't we don't draft quarterbacks very well, with the exception of Lamar. And I guess Flacco was a successful draft, mm-hmm. but we seem to like them Heisman Trophy uh, we do. winning quarterbacks. We, we love them. What we have? What's the boy from Ohio State? Troy, uh, uh, Troy, Troy Smith. Smith. Yeah, Troy Smith. Troy Smith. We had RG three. 
Lamar, Lamar like, yeah. and if we get Baker Mayfield, geez. and and we even had Mark Ingram in the backfield. Remember, they had the, the all Heisman backfield one play, so we, we even did. had Mark Ingram here. So yeah, we love we love Heisman's here, and so. Yeah, I think that puts a pin in it about Lamar. And so we just have to wait and see. It's a wait and see game. I agree with you, Calvin. I, I would hope to see something resolved before the draft. Because uh, after we get after the draft, it's just, you know, that's going to drag on. And so hopefully we see something happen before the draft. And I, I want them back. I will, I mean, the, the Jackson yes. 5 touchdown game against the Rams, the the bathroom game, bathroom game against the uh, the Browns, where he listen. He, he the knows. bathroom game has to be well. It was yeah. an instant classic on yeah. uh, on yes, TV, yeah. but yeah. I mean that is one of the most. Mer- we were losing. He yes. came out from the bathroom and threw the winning touchdown. Yes. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, Baltimore. Yeah, what are y'all so, doing? On, man. Stop, you stop know, hating on this guy. Breaking ankles. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Lamar, every – you could be out of a game, but having Lamar Jackson gives you the immediate opportunity to be in any Absolutely. Any That's game. the one thing we seem to forget. We would never – Ever out of, out of any games, if you look at the stats from mm-hmm. last year, the games that we started losing were all within one score. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those times, we had to stop them. It yeah. was the defense. It wasn't the offense that failed. Well, it was the defense. So, J.K. said it. If we had Lamar, we win. If we had Lamar in that oh, playoff game. That playoff win. game, it's it's an easy win. The, way, easy they, win. the way the defense was playing, yeah. it was an easy yeah. win. So. Uh, let's go ahead and transition to a little. There are other sports going on, I, I'm sure people know. And so let's talk a little bit of basketball. There are other sports. There basketball are other sports. Players? Yeah, basketball's <laughs> playing. They're, they're in the season. So your boy John Morant, he's about to fumble the bag. Memphis Grizzlies point guard John Morant will not play in at least the next four games after his Instagram live video in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub early Saturday morning. Why, I don't know, prompting an, an investigation from the NBA. Morant's video came in wake of a Washington Post story published uh, last week on Wednesday detailing two incidences uh, involving Morant this summer that resulted in police reports, but no arrest. In the second incident, according to the police interviews obtained by the Post, a 17-year-old boy alleged Morant emerged from his house with a gun in his waistband and in his hand and his hand on the weapon after a fight between the boy and Morant during a pickup basketball game in the Grizzlies point guard's backyard. Uh, the other incident was a confrontation with a mall security guard in a parking lot. I believe his mother had some type of confrontation and she called her son. His, her son brought the army down to the mall. I even know people still go to malls to uh, confront the security guard. And so, um, seen this before we've heard this story before man the young guy the he's in the league he's got the money he's got the fame but he he does he does kind of knucklehead stuff and what's your thoughts about your boy ja and his his he's he's you know he's not in iverson territory definitely you know and uh to be honest as an adult iverson never went to jail or anything he and he was only put in jail as a youth because of uh racial in uh incident in Hampton in Hampton, uh, I could say Hampton University because I went to Hampton, but in Hampton, Virginia. And so uh, everybody knows that was uh, racial as opposed to uh, a law that he broke because most people say he didn't even throw the chair. 
And so the only one that went to jail. The only person people. that went to jail out of all everyone that was involved in that incident. And so, uh, what do you think about this with Ja and you know this 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 road that he's traveling down? So um, Isaiah Washington, um, some years ago, I believe when they were doing the movie with when he was doing the movie with uh, Jen Lopez and George Clooney, um, which by the way is a great movie, and I can't remember the name of the guy. Hmm. Amazing movie. Um, Jeez, I can't, it's two words. Anyway, but it's mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, George Clooney was a con that broke out of jail, and Jennifer Lopez yeah, was yeah, chasing yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. In, Don Chee was in it. Then they fell in love. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember. Uh, um, so right around that time, Isaiah Washington started talking about how these rappers are starting to take all the acting jobs. And over the years, we've heard that rappers want to be actors, actors want to be rappers. Then we started getting two musicians want to be athletes, mm-hmm. athletes want to be musicians. And now it looks like uh, gang members want to be athletes and athletes want to be gang members. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is going on with these young guys? But I guess it's part of the time. My only problem with Ja, well, not my only problem. One of my problems with Ja is, number one, you are, since Zion Williams can't stay healthy a full right. season, Ja Morant is the most exciting player in the NBA. Like, I, I don't even, probably the most exciting player that we've had in the last few years. Now, if you value the Steph three point, that's a different thing. But I mean, mm-hmm. as far as just explosiveness and all, mm-hmm. John Morant without question. But sir, if you have to pull a gun, you're a grown man. If you have to pull a gun out on a 17 year old, Right. Because of a pickup basketball game, it's not a gang you need to join. You need to hire some bodyguards because clearly you cannot fight or you're not willing to get beat up. It's it's something going on. Like that should tell you right there. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too soft for that kind of life. Like, what are you doing? And mom, mom and dad, <laughs> most parents, if my mother got into it, at a store. Do you think she would call me unless somebody put their hands on her? You think she would call me? Because she know I would come up there and it's the point of no return. As soon as I walk out the door, it's the point of no return. So why are you even putting yourself, your son in that type of a position to lose everything because you're in an argument over whatever sneakers or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. She was in what, like a footlocker or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a finish line. Yeah, it's just what what is going on? And dad, are you not the dad anymore? Like he makes the most money, but you're the breadwinner. I, I think there's some really bad decisions being made in his family. You expect his camp to make really bad decisions because that's what young people do. They all make bad decisions unless you can get the one in there that's like, nah, you need to stop doing that. But everybody doesn't have that. But your family should be making better decisions for you. I just think it's just you're young, but some of these decisions, a lot of times when you're young, you do things like you drunk drive. And if you're not killing anyone, um, you get a ticket and all you can recover from that. You pulling out guns, you pulling out guns on a team plane. Now they're investigating you because you made you shouldn't have had the gun in Denver. You know what I mean? It's just like. Sir, you you gotta chill. You're you're literally playing with your career, and it's just getting off the ground. So, it's just yeah. I, I think there comes a point in time, Calvin, where you just have to grow up. You have to realize that 
you're not promised to have this career forever. You're not promised to have, you've had generational changing wealth come into your life through basketball. And you're not promised to have that forever. That stuff can be taken away just as soon as you got it, it can go just that quickly. And I, you know, I think you have to just start maturing and making better decisions. You know, um, some, oh, well, you know, you got to clear out your camp. You got to move to people. No, it comes a point in time where you just have to grow up, where you have to think, is this the right decision? Am I doing the right things? Am I saying the right things? And you have to live by that. You're a professional now. And that's what happens. We're seeing with a lot of players who are coming in. Um, I know that the old veterans back in the 80s, they got a lot of flack because they're always hating on the younger players and they were instrumental in the players union of getting this um, rule passed where you had to do at least one year of college before coming in the league and all that stuff. And they were saying, you know, this was hating on the young people and stuff like that. But I think there's a something underlining there that we really don't discuss. And that's the maturity of the the people coming into the league. They're coming in more coddled, having less life experience, coming in and and their lives being changed overnight. And they're not really at a point of being mature enough to make these decisions or they're making bad decisions. And so, um, I, you know, people, are, oh, he needs this person to mentor him. No, Ja, start using your head. Start making some right decisions. No, you don't need Iverson to come mentor you. No, you don't need this other person to come mentor you. No, you probably have the capacity inside of you to do it. Tap into that. Realize that this is my job. They were talking about, I read an article, uh, one of his teammates was saying that, look, y'all partying too hard on the road. You're out here. You're not professional. You know, we have to start taking care of our bodies and doing things because we're trying to achieve a goal. We're trying, Stephen Adams said this to him, we're trying to win a championship and we can't win a championship burning the candle at both ends. And then the next day, th- this Instagram video pops up with him in a strip club. Why you got a gun in the strip club? What, you, you thought the strip was going to get you? <laughs> why? Yeah. But Bonnie said, why you got your shirt off, bro? Ain't that <laughs> yeah, what they supposed to do? Ain't that what they supposed to do? They supposed to do what you doing, <laughs> homie. And so that's what I'm saying. Cal. It's like, okay. I always tell my, my children this: they're adults. And uh, sometimes I laugh because they'll go out on a weeknight and they'll be out late and then come and the guy get up at like six or something in the morning to get ready for work. I'm like, look, I know you are young, but you can't burn the candles at both ends. You got a job. Your job is the priority. You have to have, this is your career. This is what's going to sustain you. And so you need to learn how to rest, how to bring it in and make the proper decisions. There's, there's times for everything under the sun. And I, I think Morant needs to understand that. And hopefully these couple of days away will help him understand that. I mean, I, I didn't think that the Grizzlies were a championship level team anyway. They're definitely well, way better well, they with were- him. Yeah, but they were number, weren't they number two in the West? They were number uh, two no, in the they, West. No, they're this. four in the West. Uh, now, I think now. they're four. Now, <laughs> weren't they two in the West when this all came out? They may have been two or three. I know they were battling with the Sacramento Kings for that. Okay. 
Sacramento was too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I know Sacramento they were battling with Sacramento for that. Sacramento and so um, the right now they're like four or five. And so I think they got four. They're over uh, the Golden State Warriors who can't win on the road. And I, I talked too much about them last week because then your Lakers went out and promptly beat them on Sunday <clears throat> without LeBron. <laughs> seven out of the last seven out of the last nine. I told you yeah. the Lakers would come. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, anyway, we're not talking about the Lakers. Back to back to Jar. Um, but <laughs> yo, to- everything you were saying, so, that's yeah. why I said, um, for me, it's about his family. Like, mom and dad, what are you doing? Are you right. along for the ride or are you helping to steer the right. car during the ride? Because just like that? you said, you talk to your daughters. Where, where, what are you doing, dad? What are you right. doing, mom? Y'all are y'all aren't helping. You know, y'all mm-hmm. aren't helping this. Dad, too busy just... out here looking like um, Usher, <laughs> having people think he Usher, fussing with yeah, Shannon Sharp, just... with Uncle Shay Shay. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, but I agree with you. It, you, yeah. you don't, you don't need a mentor. You need to yeah. grow up. Your yeah. family should be helping grow you grow up. up. And this is actually slapping your uh, guy prime time in the face or whatever you call him now. Because did yeah. prime time say they prime look for? Be- I looked they, for two parent household. Two parent household. I, I didn't want to get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's going two-parent. on? Prime. And he the point guard, which would be like your the quarterback. Leader. I mean, the face of the franchise. Uh, okay, I'll leave it alone. All right, Dion. Anyway, hey man, they say that God is love, but I don't think God loves CP3. Um, <laughs> The Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant is expected to miss two to three weeks because of a left ankle injury, sources told ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski. On Thursday, the team said in the release that Durant has a left ankle sprain and will be reevaluated in three weeks. And so, um, I don't know, it's just every time it looks like CP3 is on his way to winning the championship, God says no. The, the sports gods say no, no. No, 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 you're not. Does this damper the Suns' uh, championship uh, chances? So, and and for the record, I'm not laughing at Kevin Durant being <laughs> injured. I'm laughing because of CP3, um, you know, and yeah, and also I'm laughing at Garland because <laughs> Garland is quick to call my guy AD. Always talking about it. Yeah, quick to call the street. Then what's Kevin Durant? Jim Because he ain't Jim Close. He ain't Jim Close. <laughs> he ain't Jim Close. Uh, hospital robe. What's, hospital. What is he? Ankle <laughs> <What> boots. <is> he? <laughs> hey, man, y'all stop talking about AD because KD gets hurt just as much as AD. So stop talking. Leave my guy alone. <laughs> But no, nah, does it? It absolutely impacts the Suns. Now the Suns are going to make the playoffs. The Suns are still a good team um, without Kevin Durant. But with Kevin Durant, they are a championship level team. Um, I do think he'll be able to come back. You know, as long as they advance, I guess it depends on who's their draw in the playoffs. And as long as they advance, KD can come back and still lead them to a ring. But yeah, this is definitely going to be. I don't want to say a struggle because. He hasn't been there that long, so they can just go back to what they were doing. Now, of course, they traded some pieces away to get him, um, but they can, they're just going to have to fill in in those small areas. But they can go back to what they were doing just to maintain. And, you know, they mm-hmm. all they do, need to do really is last the end of the regular season, which they will do, still making the playoffs, and then possibly just get past the first round and get him back after that. 
Yeah, as the way that the standings are now, we could see a first round Suns versus the Warriors. That would be very good. Very but you gotta good. have KD. You can't have yeah. Suns Warriors without KD. Now, I need the NBA to do some of that because uh, you know the NBA be cheating. I need them to do some of that cheating. So they don't play each other in the first round. Somehow let them meet in the second round so KD can be on the other. You can't have a Suns-Warriors playoffs without right. KD in there. Yeah. You absolutely cannot. We'll see you if can't. he comes back. Oh, and that uh, Clooney-Lopez uh, movie was uh, out of uh, out of time. Out of, out of sight. sight. Out of sight. Out of sight. That's out it. Sight. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, when uh, Isaiah, he had Tuffy. Tuffy he had Toughy. <laughs> <laughs> he had Toughy, and Jennifer Lopez took that that nice stick out and tore his right. ass up. <laughs> That's a great movie, everybody. That was a great make sure, movie. You, was make great sure movie. you see that movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, CP3, man. I pay your ties. I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> now pay your ties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm grasping at straws. I don't know what's going on with this thing. <laughs> hey, man. Your boy Rayman was raining bullets, and so allegedly. Um, former NBA All-Star Sean Rayman Kemp was released from jail in connection to a drive-by shooting in Tacoma, Washington this week. The shooting came... Uh, the shooting call came into police just before 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Shots were fired from a passing vehicle in the parking lot on the northeast side of the mall near a courtesy tire store. And police said nobody was hurt in the shooting and sources close to Kemp told the local media that he had had property stolen from his car, tracked his iPhone to Tacoma. And when he approached the vehicle, a suspect shot at him and he fired back in self-defense. Uh, Kemp is, uh, he's been retired for uh, several years. Uh, you know, he made news, more news, uh, not just for his on the court exploits, but off the court as well, because I believe it's, he has at least 20 kids or something was rumored <laughs> somewhere around that when uh, they did a story on, um, <laughs> on kids with uh, players with a lot of kids in the, uh, <laughs> from the league. And Sean Kemp, I think he had won that. He, although he never won a dunk contest, he won the contest of parenting the most kids. <laughs> oh, he was. Oh, he won the dunk contest. All right. He, yeah, he was dunking. He, he was dunking. <laughs> dunking something. And so, what was the craziest dunk Kemp ever performed in a game for you? And I will say, for people who never saw Sean Kemp in his prime, Sean Kemp was kind of like the prototype of Zion Williamson in terms of in-game dunks. Like, I remember when people first started dunking a lot, where it was like something you really did in game action. Because I remember when I was young growing up, it was Dr. J. Everybody loved Dr. J dunking. But the most of the guys I knew that could dunk, we had to clear the court and let them run and, you know, make an attempt. And then it transitioned from being by yourself and dunking to actually dunking on people, like in the course of a game like in a regular play, driving baseline and just jumping up and dunking on two people and stuff like that or catching alley-oops. And I think Kemp was the first one, for my memory, that used to have these uh, top 10 in-game crazy dunks. If um, So I look at Kemp as like 
uh, Dominique Wilkins of his generation. Dominique, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, Dominique was yeah. the one to stop booping on people like that, too. You're right. If Dominique didn't have the name, the human highlight reel, that would definitely be for Sean Kemp. So for those of you that never saw Sean Kemp play, he was a nasty dunker. Yeah. Um, me yeah. and my cousin, my cousin Brian, he, Sean Kemp was one of our favorite players. We called him Freak Nasty because after he dunked, he always did something a little freaky on you, whether right. he was grinding or just looking at you. Um one of the things that I remember most about him, and I still do this, not after a dunk, but after I do something I think is real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the dunk in the All-Star in the, uh, dunk contest. And I don't even remember what the dunk was. But when he finished, he took his hand, banged here, went around his waist, banged, did a little pump gyrate on you like, ah! I was like, yo, freak nasty! <laughs> yo, Sean Kemp, if you never listen, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. That Sean Kemp Gary Payton combination was deadly in Seattle. Now they didn't win much of anything. They made the playoffs. They were a good team. So mm-hmm. he'll he'll get lost in the uh in the history like mm-hmm. he probably is now. But if you watched him, you knew Sean Kemp was dead. Like mm-hmm. Sean Kemp and his his story to the NBA is actually a good story. I believe he was janitor. They picked him up in the pickup game and then they were like we, we need yeah to he was he had went to kentucky and he was there he got a dismiss from the team from allegedly stealing the gold chain <laughs> of the coach's son out of his locker so he wound up going to a junior college and he got drafted out of junior college and um yeah he had a good run in seattle they they made it to a finals against uh, jordan i think this was the second three-peat run when they played uh, Jordan and them in the finals, and you know, you know Jordan when he was clowning the glove about his defense and stuff, and there was a rumor that uh, Kemp almost ended up on that Bulls team because uh, Jerry Cross wanted to trade uh, Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen for him, yeah, for him. and so there was a, a, a almost trade that never happened that uh, he possibly could have won a title. Uh, with Jordan, but Jordan said no, he was going to retire, and I think he retired after the end of that run, and uh, that was the last championship for them. Um, you said yeah, he, he had retired. He was tired after making all them babies during his <laughs> right. NBA career. He well, didn't you know, retire. Kemp, oh, I was talking he about Jordan was, retired. He, he oh, tired. okay. I thought you meant Kemp. <laughs> Kemp had to keep on playing because he had child support. So Kemp, uh, I think he ended his career in Cleveland. He actually ended up on the Cavaliers. He, he did play Cavaliers. until he was a big dude like me. He was. He he ate his way out the league. By the time he finished, he was not that skinny the guy that was dunking on everybody. He was. He was clearly playing. He was clearly playing for them child support checks. He was not playing. And he had that funny else. haircut where it wasn't quite a Gumby, but it had like hair right here in the front of his head. It wasn't a Gumby, but it was like a slope. Like uh, a skateboard would come off of it like at a skateboard park and you would jump off of the little uh, little hoop. I don't know what you would call it, but it was, it was I don't know who his barber was. But anyway, so yeah, let's see what happened with our boy Sean Kemp. Come on, man. Uh, people out here with these guns. And so I think uh, he, um, they, they're not filing charges. I think they're... Yeah, they haven't filed charges against him yet. Yeah, yeah. so we're... Yeah, so, I, I hope what you was trying to get back was important, man. You know, it wasn't just an iPhone or something. Like, I got my phone. <laughs> you never know what's in that phone, man. Right. People right. will people will go to the grave for some of them things in the phone. Hey, y'all. 
Stop that. Stop yeah. Stop doing shit you ain't supposed to do and you ain't got to worry about. If my phone gets stolen, I'm going to admit that it'll be tough. I'll be lost for a while, but I can replace it and I'll just download the thing. I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> Let me move on, man. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people who are not going to see this, I just had my, my iPhone in the shot. So. <laughs> Come on, yo. So we're at the, the point of the show that everybody loves and all. I think you started last week, Kyle. Go ahead and start off this week. Okay. This is not, well, it's a different type of comeback. So come on, yo, March Madness. Now, March Madness season is upon us, and that means it's time to care about college basketball. I have to be honest with our listening audience. I think I may have watched maybe two games this year from start to finish. (laughs) And those games drove me crazy because the level of the play was so uneven. Um, the college game, it mirrors the NBA game a lot in that it's all three-pointers and dunks. A lot of people doing a lot of dribbling, uh, as uh, my man Fabulous uh, says on uh, Instagram. There's a lot of Pat Riley going on, um, but no shots. Uh, just the, the, the level of play, I think it's because the talent is, is not as great as it used to be. Um, the college game is just not interested anymore. And I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I'll watch anything. Now, quick, name the top five college teams uh, this year. I only know Alabama is one of them because uh, all the controversy. They have they, yeah, that's the only reason. <laughs> um, North Carolina used to be, but they fell off because the two players uh, that were their stars were fighting over uh, one chick uh, that was a chill, uh, that was played on the women's team. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to keep going. Um, okay, so we got one, Alabama. Um. Oh man, it, uh, I, I, bro! I ain't gonna I lie to you. Purdue, <laughs> maybe, and it might have been maybe one or other teams, but I can't even name the best player. Who's who's the best player in college right now outside of that Brandon Miller kid? And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. And so, I remember when college basketball was exciting. You know, I remember living and dying with the University of Maryland uh, men's team when they had players like Albert King and Buck Williams and Ernie Graham and Adrian Branch and Lynn Bias, man, Dutch Morley, Reggie Jackson, don't make Ben Coleman. uh, Don't make me people. Greg Manning. Come on, son. I started started in the Derek Lewis era. You started? Yeah, I was going to say Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis era. That's Yeah, come on, man. And so, um, Juan Dixon, you know, I I, I watched the game. I, I remember Calvin watching the game with bias uh, when he gave uh, UNC their first loss at the Dean Center when he stole that inbound pass and dunked it backwards with Warren Martin. I remember watching a young Magic Johnson battle a unknown Larry Bird in the championship game that pushed the sport into the national spotlight. I think I was like maybe in the ninth or tenth grade. I remember when five slammer jammer. The Houston Cougars, they played Louisville in the Final Four in a game that had 13 Showtime dunks. I mean, that was a dunk fest, and that's when dunking started to elevate from just, you know, one guy by himself, they dunking on people. And so maybe now it's because the best players only stay one season or they bypass college altogether. That has made the game less exciting. Um, But – I don't know what they need to do to work it out. I I, I don't know if it's 
making it a, a thing where you can really get paid from it. We have NIL and you have the transfer portal, and but it's still bringing some instability to the game overall itself. And so um, I'm going to do March Madness this year. It's fun to do it. I, I'm just going to be picking randomly because I really don't know these teams. I really don't know who's the best team. I'm, I'm probably going to just be picking off of names of colleges that I've known in the past as opposed to how they're performing now. But, you know, come on, yo. You know, we got to do something about the college game because now it's really not relevant anymore. I think the football college game stays relevant because you have to stay at least two years, sometimes three, in order to go to the NFL. But the one and done for the college game is definitely shifted because a lot of people are going G League now. And some of the best players are not even coming out of America. They're coming out of Europe, like uh, Big Victor. Uh, big Frenchie, he's coming over. He's out of France. And so, come on, yo, March Madness. Somebody help me out with my picks. You know, tell me what I should pick because I'm, I'm really trying to I'm trying to win this uh, this money. I'm trying to get all the money. I'm trying to get all the money. Hey, man, it's funny you mentioned that because I um, sat in our break room the other day when the uh, conference tournaments were on. So, and I started just watching them. And I was, I was really just looking for Big Ten because that's where Maryland is. Right, that's, that's all I really care about. So, um, I was just watching the random one, and I just, I was felt the same way. I was like, "Dang, I, I don't even really know what's going on in college basketball right. anymore." Now, um, the last, the last college year that I paid at least semi attention to was the John Morant year. Um, Zion Williamson was at Duke as well. Yeah, that tournament. Exactly. Zion Williams and all that, that tournament season, you you know, there were a lot of big names paying attention to, but since then I haven't really paid attention much. And I don't know why I was trying to figure out my own read. Why am I not paying attention? Cause I used to love college basketball. Me too. Mondays with Vitale, the, uh, ACC Big Ten challenges. Right. Uh, I used to love Big East challenge. ACC mm-hmm. Big East challenge. I used to love all of that, and I just I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Now I'm I'm thinking that I'll do like I usually do um, when the actual tournament starts, when the dance starts. I'll start watching late games, you know, just mm-hmm. to at least cut it on. Game started nine ten o'clock, just to cut it on, and you know, see some um, upsets. You know, you always look forward to that. But yeah, I agree with you, man. They gotta yeah. do something, and please help me too, because I'm in my job pool. I can pick up to ten five dollars a pool, and I need now the women's pool is a little easier, right? Because with the women, you can kind of go with the Right. The favorites until you, can you go get with to the you end. Go, South Carolina. Yeah. Just just go ahead, take yeah. South Carolina, Tennessee, <laughs> UConn, and you you're gonna be uh, LSU or Baylor. I'm gonna throw Maryland in there. I think Maryland might make some noise. I don't know. She Depends always on the draw. Beast always fumbles the bag when she get in the tournament. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. But they're always in it. But they do. They're always in it. But they always fumble that bag. They're always in it. Um, so my come on yo is going to be slightly different. I generally do my come on yo's on sports, but I'm not going to do sports today. I'm going to talk about the love of my life, my wife. Let me tell you something. Back in the 80s, uh, really the 80s, mid to late 80s, going into the 90s. If you're from our area, which is the, well, we're from Baltimore, so it's not the DMV, but the DMV is down the street. Yeah. And a little bit past the DMV is King's Dominion. And back yes, then yes. in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, 
you would go to Kingston Minion with your little boo thing, and y'all would mm-hmm. dress alike. Y'all mm-hmm. wear the same clothes down to the sneakers and the mm-hmm. socks, just dress alike. Yeah, man. I have been trying to get my wife to dress alike with me since we <laughs> met, and she never want to do it. The closest we come is to a Ravens game is when we have on the same jersey. You know, right. and, but she she just will not do it. Now we do have a pair of the same Raven sneakers, so I but I don't always wear mine because I got a couple pairs of sneakers out with mine. But she will not, she will not conform. Yesterday, I go in the bathroom to get ready for work, and I see in the trash can that she threw her electric toothbrush away, and I was like, oh man, her toothbrush must have broken. And then I look on the uh by her sink. And she has the exact same toothbrush that I have. Come on, yo. <laughs> I told her, I see you. I'm going to start. As soon as this is over, I'm going out and I am looking for gear for us because the summer is coming and we about to. Come on, yo. Come on, girl. You know, you, you finally gave in. And right. she's just looking at me like I did not. She said, I ain't even know that was your your electric toothbrush. I'm the first sink when you come in the bathroom, so you can't help but see the tooth. You've been seeing it every day. You know that's my cavoy, t- y'all. You are dressed like me, don't you? You know, finally gave in. Yo, I can't wait. Garland, when you see us, when you see us this spring and summer, we're going to be rocking all the same gear. Same colors and everything. I can't wait. As soon as this is over, I'm running to the store and buying us some. T- I can't wait, bro. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> we gonna look like we employees at a fast food restaurant as much as we gonna dress alike. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, girl. You know you love me. I love you too. It's coming, twinsies. Winsies! Come on now. <laughs> Bro. Hey, my wife y'all see us out. Too. My wife must be like, yeah, because she tried to, when we were young in marriage and all, yeah, she, she used to try to have us matching up. I was the one that, I was like the uh, Katina mode. I was like, eh. I wasn't really too into it and stuff, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's gonna be the summer look. Son, it's over. <laughs> it's over. You see me, you see her. How they say you see me, you, you, mean, see, you her. see her. <laughs> you see her, you see me. It's over. <laughs> the shit is over. It's on lock. <laughs> Y'all know Calvin, a wine head, so when you see them at the wine festivals over the weekend, starting in the in late spring, summer, we, make sure you we, check their outfits. Check, check. We are outfits. in March. I cannot wait. <laughs> check their so excited. <laughs> hey, man. Another great podcast. Um, yeah, if you bro. don't know, and I'm sure you don't know because I haven't said it yet, but um, we are now live on YouTube with the podcast, and then I'll send the podcast out. YouTube, to not all. You, not YouTube. YouTube. We are in YouTube. Why? 
Y E W YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> then it'll go out to all the other platforms um once exactly. we finish and it downloads. So you'll have it on Spotify. You'll you know, Anchor isn't even Anchor no more. Anchor is called Spotify for Podcasters. They they changed what? the name of it. Yeah, man. It'll be on but it'll be on there. Um it'll be on Amazon Podcast. It'll be on uh apple podcast it'll be everywhere okay. also we'll have our broadcast uh coming on tuesdays where we talk about bmf and we just started talking about snowfall and uh, we threw the chris rockin special last week so if you haven't seen yeah. it go ahead and look at hear our opinions on there um mm-hmm. but yeah we thank you for joining us we definitely want you to rate us review us engage with us tell your friends about us um again join the youtube uh channel Dress that like is <laughs> The YouTube channel and the Facebook uh, group is All Things Black with Garland and Calvin. Um, the, the If you want to follow us on Instagram and follow us on uh, Twitter, it is A-T-B-W-G-A-N-D-C. That stands for All Things Black with Garland and Calvin. So make sure you follow us and engage with us. So I'm Calvin. That's my guy, Garland. Me and him ain't dressing alike, but you know, <laughs> I don't know I'm though. Waiting to see it. I'm waiting to see I don't it. know though. You, hey, you get Paula. All four of us can dress alike, son. Hey, I might pull it off. Oh, we, I might pull it off. We're gonna see. We will look. We will look like the basketball team minus AD or KD because one of them stay hurt with just being right. the starting four. <laughs> hey, right. thanks for joining. Us. Sean Kemp to be on the team too. <laughs> Nah, because he might be trying to have some babies or whatever. But anyway, thank you for joining us. You have been listening to Fan Weeks, an all things black with Garland and Calvin production. Thank you for listening to these outfits. And make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms. Big time.